Hi, this is Annika Fain with Northwest Fish Passage. This is episode four of my podcast. Today I'm on a Zoom call with Robbie Mantooth. Thank you so much for being here. Glad to be here. Thank you, Annika. <laughs> what motivated you to get involved in the stream restoration on Innes Creek near your house? Ennis Creek flows through our property and we just felt so uh, much that we um, enjoyed its beauty, but we did not know for years that it was uh, having all these problems. And when we became aware of that, we wanted to do everything we could so it could reach its potential. Mm -hmm. So um, I served on the, the Wyra um, board, the, the watershed resource inventory area for this area, and uh, learned that it is considered the Port Angeles urban stream with the greatest potential for productivity. And that's primarily because it's relatively pristine. It flows out of the snow fields mm -hmm. in Olympic National Park, flows through Department of Natural Resources land, and then it's relatively um, <coughs> Uh, not not densely populated in the rest of it. We happen to, uh, through the years, we've acquired uh, more land and now we have about a half mile of the stream starting from Highway 101 and, and going south to um, include some power line areas here. So we just, we feel like we need to do everything we can with that land and then encourage other property owners to and and the whole community to get behind what we call it our last best chance of a salmon stream in port angeles i love it <laughs> yeah and i uh, found out uh, about you we were introduced by the filmmaker of a film that recently came out called ennis a creek worth saving can you tell me more about what motivated you to do that film? We had taken people to the creek on creek walks for, for years. And we had a, my husband and I, my husband Jim Mantooth and I, um, had a uh, big festival that we hosted here. It benefited the North Olympic Land Trust. And as part of that, we had what we call classroom in the creek and uh, experts about uh, stream habitat were down there in their waders and, and so people, other people would walk people down there and try to educate them. So we were doing all these things to try to help people understand more about what it takes for healthy habitat for fish. But um, that particular trail is rather steep. It goes down into this riparian area. And so not everybody can do that. And I wanted a way that we could make it uh, more accessible to people. And I thought a film would be a great idea. So, so I, I had admired John Gusman's work on um, the Elwa Dam removal. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I met him at a uh, land trust event last, um, I think New Year's Day. And I had the nerve to say, <laughs> you know, John, I wish you'd do for Ennis Creek what you did for the Elwa River. And he said, let's do it. <laughs> so I was absolutely amazed. So I ended up finding, I wrote a script, you know, to kind of guide us. 
not knowing that. I mean, with John, of course, you start with, you go with pictures, but he appreciated having the outline, you know, to give us mm -hmm. some structure. So we worked on it for months. I did all the interviews and, and he was just great about driving in and, and uh, participating in these. And I tried to show uh, how important Ennis Creek is in all aspects for its, not just for its beauty or, or fish productivity, but uh, for the total ecosystem and the support of the community and all. So we, and he certainly agreed with that. So we, we did it and we released it in um, about June and we've been presenting it to um, organizations. We have a presentation next week to the Stream Keepers, the county, Clallam County Stream Keepers organization. And so we'll have a discussion. So we, we tried to make it something that we can use for years to help people understand better what it takes to save a stream. Yeah, I love it. I was so happy that I found out about it and that I could participate in one of the first screenings and discussions. Yeah, it's very inspiring. And I really like the, the way that you talk about the, the ancient Clallam um, village and um, bring in different perspectives um, from that. Uh, so when you were filming that, um, you know, what was the biggest challenge in putting together this film? Well, I'd say it was um, the biggest challenge, and I think the tribal people would agree that they, they are very involved in negotiations with Rainier and uh, with the Department of Ecology, which has uh, uh, um, the, the responsibility has been given to them by the Environmental Protection Agency. And it's, a, it, it's mandated that the tribe and Rainier and the the uh, Department of Ecology and the public all be involved. So, so they were concerned that it was a sensitive topic and mm -hmm. we um, assured them that we were not going to take any sides. We were just going to hold up their um, part. And we, I, I did send out an invitation to Rainier, but it's really not so much about this. Uh, there was a chemical cellulose plant, mm -hmm. uh, at that that prompted this cleanup order um but i want this film to be able to have a life long after i hope the cleanup is done and the restoration is done so although now the filmmaker is saying every time we have a little success like the culverts or what he said oh well, we'll have to maybe film another update and so yeah <laughs> I, I know he, was, he was worn out by the time we finished it but um and I, and I was too, but we're, we're re-energized, you know, we'll step forward whenever uh, it's needed to do what we can do for the stream. Mm -hmm. That's great. So what type of fish have you seen in the stream? Well, we have seen um, coho salmon and we've seen some very large steelhead, um, which included about summer before last, what the um, fisheries habitat uh, biologist Mike McHenry uh, from the tribe said was the first documented sighting of a summer run steelhead. So we sent him a picture and he happened to have a steelhead expert who was there, I think in his office at the time. 
And so that was pretty exciting. Yeah, so that's great. The other, the other fish there are um, uh, cutthroat uh, trout. Um, and supposedly bull trout visit, I guess they go around, you know, to various streams. It was kind of funny. Um, so when, when we filmed um, Mike McHenry here, um, he hadn't been out in a while and we'd become good friends through all this restoration work. And he said, um, um, <clears throat> he, he had something very exciting to show me. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe there's some spawning salmon or something. <laughs> what it was, he found habitat that he was quite sure was being used by Pacific lamprey. Well, I'd never even heard of Pacific lamprey. Well, it turns out they're good food for the salmon. So, you know, I'm all for that. Yeah. So, uh, so it's just, it's, it's very exciting to be part of this restoration. So we learned that um, this whole thing is quite an ecosystem. So, so one of the things that I learned from uh, Mike McHenry is how important wood is to the stream. And so the tribe um, got a grant and, and installed about 40 trees with many of them with root balls to make um, log weirs in the stream. Mm -hmm. So that helps slow down the stream. So the stream uh, is not as likely to wash out spawning gravels or cause damage to the tiny fish. And they created side, that, that also created side channels where we see the little fry oh, just wow. the other day. Um, we saw, we've seen salmon spawning there. Uh, so it really is a model restoration. Uh, the first one on Annis Creek, uh, eventually when the, 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 the situation with the former mill is straightened out with, we hope, restoration as well as cleanup. Mm -hmm. um, that will all be a, a restoration again. And we'll need lots of people motivated to plant trees mm -hmm. and, and do other work to help the tribe with that. So we're hoping that, and we already are building a force of other people who care about Ennis Creek and want to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And when did you form the, the Friends of Innes Creek organization? Well, it was actually um, in the early 2000s. And um, we, we sponsored uh, stream walks and, and information sessions. A lot of them had to do with reports that were coming out about what should we do for the cleanup of the mill. And then we got busy. Uh, we decided to sponsor this um, stream fest, which benefited the land trust. So that was something that Jim and I did, and we did all the work on it. We we didn't ask land trust to, to use their valuable staff time, but the um, tribes and um, um, donated fish, salmon. Mm -hmm. So we had a salmon bake. Um, we never were able to have the traditional tribal one because of fire restrictions at the time. But we expanded that to invite all the businesses and, and organizations and governmental entities that wanted to show off what they were doing to help the environment and to educate people. So that went on for a dozen years. And so we kind of dropped the Friends of Innes Creek and then we just got it reactivated last fall when it was obvious, well, there'd only been 12 comments turned in to the Department of Ecology from this area. 
And this is so important. It's this cleanup's been going on or the discussion of what to do about it for 20 years. So um, that seemed totally inadequate. So, so I worked with other people here and uh, we got more people informed and, and had a little gathering of, do we want to reactivate Friends of Ennis Creek? And, and there were enough people who said yes. And I guess the way you do things these days, you always had one meeting, uh, but we've got this presence on, on um, Facebook mm -hmm. and um, we post our, we put out a periodic um, newsletter and post it there and send it through other social media, um, send out news releases. So that's kind of my background anyway, is, you know, doing new news releases and journalism. So, so I'm just contributing what I know how to do. I don't know much about, I, I couldn't go down there and restore this dream, but I do what I can. Oh, you do so much. It's amazing mm -hmm. what you've done for the stream and the community there. Well, I think it's, it's very um, important. I often say that, that we don't, the fish are voiceless, or at least we can't understand what they're, they might be telling us. And we need to be sensitive to that and, and to all, all living creatures and all people and what they care about. So um, it, 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 I just feel that we need to speak up for the salmon. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. When watching the little video, I believe, um, was it Mike McHenry was talking about the, the bugs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, uh, Mike is a great believer in wood in the streams. And mm -hmm. so I don't know if you know that, that uh, there used to be naturally lots of trees right. that fall in. And, uh, and then the beavers, I guess, you know, kind of assured that. And now then the beaver hats got so popular that there weren't any beavers anymore. And then even for a while, the experts thought you ought to clean up the streams, get all that wood out of there. So anyway, Mike is trying to make up for lost time there. <laughs> and uh, among the benefits, I mentioned that they, they fall into the stream or they're anchored in artificially now, mm -hmm. and they slow down the waters. They have bugs in them that the fish eat, which is very important. And and the bugs maybe feed other organisms, which the fish eat. Uh, so all these things are important. And, and the uh, tribe even planted thousands of conifers that will eventually fall in the stream and, and resume that activity. So there'll be ongoing wood in the stream. And so where uh, along the stream are the, the thousands of trees? Well, they're on the, the land we own, which is all in a conservation easement. And so um, it, would you like for me to just briefly say what that is? Yes, please. Yeah. So, um, so land trusts have the ability to have agreements with property owners and protect land that way. And they also sometimes own the land. But in this case, we have an agreement with North Olympic Land Trust, which is based in Port Angeles, but works throughout Clallam County. They work closely with the Jefferson Land Trust in Jefferson County. And so we have this agreement that's in perpetuity. So forever, uh, no matter who owns the land, certain uh, standards are to be upheld that will protect the stream above all. So we just feel so good about that, that that will go on long after our own lifetimes, that it will be there for the uh, 
for the benefit of the fish. And that, that's what's so exciting about working on stream restoration is that it, mm -hmm. it goes on, you hope, always. It's way beyond anyone's lifetime. So what about the, the culvert removal under Highway 101? I know there's three different ones. Can you tell me about what replacement efforts are going on? Well, uh, they're going to, to I, the last I heard was that they were going to widen the fish passage significantly and make sure that the wildlife also could get through that passageway. So uh, there was some talk of a bridge, but this, I think they're concerned about the impact on traffic that that might have during construction. So, mm. so that could still happen, but that's not the current um, preference. So um, I, I talked to, to um, uh, Francis Charles, the chairperson of the tribe, and they have a desire to have some plantings of some heritage uh, plants that like were used for medicinal purposes. And so I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's the Department of Transportation is certainly talking to the tribal representatives about that. So it's it's, it's pretty exciting in lots of different dimensions. So the, the county and the city both have one, right? The city one is the real problem. It has a, it's a double culvert. And with these culverts, I, I know you know, um, that they, when they were constructed, they were often, they often put rocks or, or um, large rocks at the bottom so that the supposedly the water wouldn't wash away uh, the bottom. Well, what happened is it washed away anyway, and the salmon can't jump in some right. cases as high as they need to, and they fall back on these rocks, get skin abrasions, get disease, and are subject to mortality. So it's just a horrible situation. So I, I just feel so thankful to the tribes across the country that had their lawsuit uh, insisting that the cul on culvert removal. So uh, again, in many cases, uh, the tribes have led the way patiently and, and sometimes not so patiently, thank goodness. Um, so we can all benefit from, from what they're doing. I, I've worked for years to get that culvert under Highway 101 improved. And mm -hmm. I did get a $50,000 improvement that um, Fish and Wildlife did, I guess, along with the Department of Ecology. And what they did was, uh, at that time, the fish ladder, the just open steps, um, was clogging, getting clogged with gravel. So we didn't have anything holding back the gravel like the logs do now. Up above. Mm -hmm. Fish couldn't get up the ladder, so they keep jumping through the culvert. So what they did was they shot more water over the, over the ladder. Mm -hmm. they, they divided the culvert in half and shot some more over it. And, um, and, and a volunteer group helped maintain it for years. I don't really know how well it's being maintained now but fish are getting through um the, the other problems you know we talked about water quality um but the the, the fish on Ennis creek haven't had an estuary in probably about 100 years it had a, a salt uh, marsh 
And so they don't have any place to hang out as they're acclimating, coming in and going out. So um, that's part of the restoration plan. Mm-hmm. It's not as big as the original one, but uh, that will, you know, the, Mike McHenry feels confident it will happen. <laughs> but it's, it's just all of this takes time. And the, but I think, you know, how long the tribal people have waited. <laughs> so we have to do what we can um, while being reasonable about waiting. So what does watershed scale restoration mean to you? My husband has phrased it, I think, in a beautiful way. He's talked about wanting a conservation corridor all the way from the harbor up to the origins of Ennis Creek in the snow um, right below Mount Angeles in Olympic National Park. So um, we would like people to care enough about their own property that they would want to do everything they can for the fish. So I got inspired a few weeks ago and came up with this idea of having habitat heroes. <laughs> and so I've a, a, a wonderful artist here, Kelsey Redland, has donated artwork uh, for a, to make an attractive certificate that we can give to people who have contributed in any way to the um, watershed, the health of the watershed. And one element of that is a pledge for people to take and say that these are the things, you know, I'm going to make sure I do, you know, and I, and, and not do that. I'm not going to dump waste in the stream and I'm going to make sure that it's not polluted by septic tanks and, and I'm going to plant trees. So all these good things. So I think we can all be involved in, um, I'd like to see the kind of spirit that was behind the Elwha dam mm-hmm. removal. It was really, it came to be a community, uh, a source of community pride. And we went to the celebration at, on the reservation and the tremendous excitement of the tribal people. Well, I think you know, people from all over the community were there and at the dam removal and the dedications and all that. And I just wanna see that kind of spirit. It's good for the community Mm -hmm. and as well as for the fish and wildlife. What is your vision for the creek in the next 20 to 30 years? My my greatest hope, and this may not be totally realistic, but uh, 30 years ago probably, fish were coming back in great numbers in Ennis Creek. So much so that the mill workers at the Brainerd Mill would would stop in awe and watch the fish come up. You don't see that anymore, not in those kinds of numbers. You know, that would be very exciting uh, to, to see that kind of restoration. But above all, I, I just, I want people to um, have a sense of being carehold, caretakers and stakeholders mm-hmm. in, in all of our streams. Um, but this is one where we feel particularly inspired because it runs through our land and we've already protected it with a conservation easement. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be, we already, there's one more conservation easement on Ennis Creek now. Some people might be able to do that, you know, and add, add more. I'd love to see um, more accessible uh, walks mm-hmm. for, for people and 
So we don't know who is going to eventually own the land that Rainier owns, but that would be great if it could be a park. It's right on our wonderful discovery trail on the waterfront. So it would be very accessible. I, I'd like to see a really good signage down there that would help people understand the history with the tribe, the history of how um, the mill and, and was a part of the economy, but how we learned that we, about the problems that dumping things into the creek can cause, and uh, how the community came together to make a difference. Do you have any closing statements about the importance of restoration or what the creek means to you? I think um, natural places like Annis Creek um, are, are a, a source of tranquility and inspiration that we all need. And, and the, the film, I think, makes that clear as people look at the eagles and, and experience the, the big trees and all. Ennis Creek is within um, about a mile of downtown, so it's very close, you know, for people to be able to get that experience. It's, it's much closer than the Elwha River. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think it's, it's just, it's, it's very important for people of all ages and, and all circumstances to have this exposure. I, I love going down, never tired of going down to the creek and uh, experiencing it and watching our grandchildren there. And our, it, it's just a, a sense of great renewal to be am amongst the great big trees in the, and hear the sounds of the stream. It, it, it's, it's very energizing. Yeah, I look forward to coming out there sometime and seeing it. <laughs> yeah, that would be great, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was great talking to you. Now, my pleasure. Thank you. I love, love to talk about this topic. And thank <laughs> you for your good work on, on culverts and all. Thank you. I would like to end by expressing my deepest respect and gratitude to the many indigenous peoples and tribal nations in the Salish Sea region for their enduring care and protection of our shared lands and waterways. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please write a review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you access the podcast. I've included links to web pages so you can learn more about Innes Creek and watch the video. Thank you so much and have a great day. <laughs>